And this is Occupied Territory America with Mike Fader. We see what's happening, you know, the front page article today, yesterday, the day before, um, the rollout of the um, Mr. Obama's bullshit national health plan, the Affordable Care Act, of which he's so proud, which is essentially uh, corporate underwriting and corporate ass-kissing of the highest degree. Obviously, it should be single-payer Medicare for all. Why we don't have it? Because capitalism owns and runs everything in this country, especially the government. So what's the latest thing we're seeing is uh, that in rural areas, they're discovering now, first of all, they're discovering all kinds of things wrong with this plan. Started off the other day when it first rolled out, the first day of it, which was about a week ago, right before the, uh, or right before or at the same time when they were, um, you know, coming to terms with the fact that the government had been shut down and uh, the debt ceiling was going to be raised. There was the big rollout of the plan. And, of course, it was a disaster in many ways because a lot of this, like everything else in the country these days, is, um, you know, is computerized. So when people went to the website to enroll or to get instructions on how to enroll or to ask any questions, it was either down or it wasn't working right. Now, you tell me how that could possibly have happened. How could something that is years in the making, probably billions of dollars spent on setting this up and, and getting everything ready so that it was ready to go, also the awareness that the whole country is watching this and everybody who hates it wants it to fail, and then people, that's people on the right who don't want any government at all, so I guess they'll have their own armies and put out their own... Um, you know, fires and teach their own kids and patrol their own neighborhoods, how they'll have time to do anything else, I don't understand. And they'll lay the asphalt for their own roads. But these morons who want no government, they hate this plan for their own reasons. Uh, government intrusion, liberty, blah, 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 blah. They're like little rubber dolls that you squeeze and they say, liberty, liberty. <laughs> these people have no clue whatsoever about what they're screaming about or shutting the government about. On the other hand, there's people on my side of the table, so to speak, who are disgusted by this Affordable Care Act, even though, of course, it does make the health insurance companies um, do away with, uh, you know, refusing health care for uh, prior conditions. And it does this and it does that and it enrolls more people. But in fact, it still costs the average person who is making not enough money to even live on in this country thousands of dollars. Where they're supposed to get it, nobody has ever said. People in the administration who live in this arrogant, built-up um, bubble of money and power in Washington are beaming, giving uh, you know, uh, you know, news conferences and going on TV shows saying this is extraordinary. This is like a miracle from God. You'll only have to pay two or three thousand dollars a year now for good health insurance. First of all, it's not good health insurance, and secondly, who has got two to three thousand extra dollars in America anymore? Unless you are a bribed congressman or senator or a uh, uh, president built out of spare parts by capitalists in a back room in Chicago. Who has got this money? 
So somebody who makes 150 or 200,000 a year who's a lawyer who's rich already or something, who is the president's spokesperson or the spokesperson for the Department of Health or whatever it is that's overseeing this, uh, has a news conference about five or six days ago, about seven days ago, and says, um, this is a really, really great plan. Let me tell you the greatest part about it. It is affordable. That's what it's called, the Affordable Care Act. Really? Affordable by who? And what are they affording to, to buy? They're buying bronze. They have seven different levels. Inevitably, in this capitalist, uh, you know, in, in this capitalist poison country of ours, in this greed poison country of ours, inevitably they've got levels of health insurance. God forbid. God forbid that everybody should have the same decent health care, whether they're poor or rich, whether they're middle class, whether they're white, black. It doesn't make any difference. Why should it make any difference? If you're sick, you should have a right to get well. Wouldn't that be one of the most basic things that any decent human, or I might even add Christian society, would aspire to? Don't you think? But no, not in this country, because it's all lip service, all this um, communal goodness and all this, uh, you know, through the Christian church. Let's, let's have the church save everything. Let's have our religious institutions take over, uh, you know, uh, the way they always did. Let them, let them take over charity the way they always did. And, and leave the government out of it because it's intrusive. Let's let the community organizations, let's let the neighborhoods and the churches and the synagogues and, you know, the Catholic churches and the Baptist churches, they'll take care of their people. First of all, about uh, a quarter of the country is religious now and getting less religious all the time. And secondly, they don't do a very good job of it. It's always been people mired in poverty, uh, even though the churches were very powerful or they, the government didn't do this. You go all the way back before the 30s when there was nothing except private charities, except for, you know, in some big cities they had something called home relief. But there was absolutely nothing. If you uh, were starving or couldn't see a doctor, you just got sick and died, or you starved, or you had no place to live, or you lived some rat-infested hole somewhere, because there was no government program to help you. The government program being the collective understanding by the citizens of the United States, or the state you lived in, but generally the citizens of the United States, and this really happened in the 30s, it's called evolution. It's called moral and intellectual evolution. They understood, the citizens of the United States, that we're all in this together. And churches will help people who belong to a church. And sometimes they won't if they offend the morals of that particular church. And we have had times in this country when people were dying uh, in the millions, where they were helpless, where they didn't have any food, didn't have any shelter, didn't have any clothing, and especially during the Depression, the churches couldn't take care of that. And people are finally wising up. Talk about intellectual evolution. People are finally wising up, and there is a tremendous increase in people who are secular, who don't believe in these fairy tales anymore that keep them mired in some kind of strange childhood state where they think if they, you know, if they get by, slyly do the right thing here and there, or if they do good deeds once in a while on earth, if they don't particularly do anything bad, they're going to wind up flapping around in heaven with a pair of wings and, uh, you know, an MP3 player with a harp. I don't know, really. Enough with this already. So it's not the churches. They can't take care of it. So the government, we understood way back in the 30s, this is already 80 years ago that this stuff was created, uh, needs to take care of its own citizens, and the citizens can pay for it, you know, themselves with taxes. 
Okay. So the Affordable Care Act is a step basically backwards. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a progressive step. What it does is basically it, it props up drug companies and it props up the health insurance companies and it gives them new customers and there are no rules controlling these people. There are no rules in the Affordable Care Act controlling the amount of money that a health insurance company can charge you for a deductible or for a copay. They can keep raising this all they want and there's no control over it. And you know damn well if you have health insurance yourself or if you try go to a doctor and you're, you have private health insurance or through your employer, which most people do, you have to pay more and more and more. The dr- prices of drugs go up all the time. They're outrageous, especially drugs that save people's lives where it's a question of life or death. You know, uh, where, uh, where uh, you know, a drug uh, – I have a friend who's got um, leukemia, and it's uh, a particular kind of leukemia that affects his skin in some pretty horrible ways, which I won't describe on the air here. And the drug – there's one drug that actually keeps it under control, and uh, he's interested in life. He doesn't want to, like, you know, jump off the, the deep end right now. He's not ready to go. But he's afflicted with this awful disease, you know, maybe because he's a sinner. He doesn't go to church or synagogue. So he's got this disease. He was a veteran. You know, he is a veteran, rather. He was in the uh, U.S. Army during Korea, old guy. And um, he um, gets a drug for this. There's only one drug for it, and it's a patented brand drug. The tr- cost of this drug is, and this is not a lie, and I'm making this up, $600 a day. He's supposed to take six of these pills. They're $100 a capsule, $600 a day. It's the only drug there is right now that anybody knows of that can actually control this disease, possibly even uh, put it into regression. $600 a day for, you know, 30 days. This is, this is, what, uh, this is what it costs, right? We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars a month that drugs for cancer and other drugs – uh, that people need to preserve their lives, right? Tens of thousands of dollars a month. And even regular drugs, even the cheapest kind of drug, drugs that are antibiotics, drugs that are common sedatives that people take, whatever. The whole discussion of whether people take too many drugs, or certainly they do, is another discussion. But you know yourself, I'm talking to you, right? You know that if you have to go buy, pay for a drug, it costs much more than it used to a prescription drug. If it becomes a generic, then it's cheaper, yes. But still, the copay for drugs uh, through health insurance companies goes up all the time. The deductible goes up all the time. Actually, since the, um, the discussion and the enactment of the Affordable Care Act, uh, most middle-class people, and I'm in the middle class vaguely somewhere, probably on the lower end of the middle class, have seen their health insurance and their health bills for everything go up and up and up. And doctors charge more all the time. And so the copay gets higher all the time. And medicine gets higher. And any kind of test that you really need is through the roof. And health insurance companies in the last couple of years, since all this uh, discussion of Affordable Care Act and the, the act itself was, in, was, uh, was found constitutional, finally, when all this was happening, uh, well, nobody was really looking, and but when all of us were seeing it in our own budgets, 
the cost of, uh, for instance, I think it was a year and a half or two years ago, my health insurance company decided that if I needed to get an MRI, yeah, I know they do too many of them, but if I needed one because they wanted to see whether I had a break in my knee or whether it was torn so they could figure out what to do about it, let's say, or there are, you know, CAT scans, all of these kinds of tests... Uh, which in some cases are very necessary to to fix people, to heal people, suddenly you have to pay $300 or $500 before they give you a penny from your health insurance company. People are going broke. There's an article in the... um, in the front page of the New York Times just about four days ago, um, it says here, uh, the dentist set to work tapping and probing, then put down his tools and delivered the news. His patient, Patricia Gannon, needed a partial denture. The cost more than $5,700. Ms. Gannon, 78, was staggered. She said she could not afford it, and her insurance would pay only a small portion. But she was barely out of her chair, her mouth still sore, when her dentist... Uh, office held out a solution, a special line of credit to help cover her bill. Before she knew it, Ms. Gannon recalled the office manager was taking down her financial details. But what seemed like the perfect answer seemed, in fact, like just what the doctor ordered has turned into a quagmire. Her new loan ensured that the dentist, Dr. Dan A. Nellinger, would be paid in full up front. But for Ms. Gannon, the price was steep, an annual interest rate of 23% with a 33% penalty rate kicking in if she missed even one payment. All across the country, sick, old, and poor people, people who the Affordable Care Act has jumped in to rescue, and guess what? It doesn't cover these people at all, are being um, predatory lended to. They're being forced by a lot of people or sold or talked into a lot of dentist's office and doctor's office are talking them into, right on the spot, taking out these outrageous, usurious credit cards and pay and credit loans in doctor's offices. And the doctors get paid right off. They get whatever fee they charge, and they can charge through the roof. And it's up to you to pay it off at 15 20 30% sometimes, uh, interest rate on these things. And if you miss a payment, it uh, it goes way up. So people are going broke and going bankrupt over this right now, right? Now, uh, just yesterday in the paper, a big article about how billions of, of dollars worth of drugs are bought from Mexico and Canada and other places. And uh, in Turkey, they produce drugs too. Billions of dollars are bought by Americans every year. That's something like a couple of million Americans finding drugs far too expensive in this country. There's nowhere in the world where drugs are as expensive or anywhere near as expensive as in this country. And drug companies make billions of dollars in profit, billions in profit each quarter. Whether or not they pay taxes, who knows? Most American corporations try to evade taxes. So American drug companies come up with a drug or they invent a drug, and good for them, and it cures a disease, and that's very good, but they make you pay until you're broke. So you have a choice of either dying or being in pain or being in poverty or having no extra money whatsoever. Take your choice. That's all. Everything is about money. Everything is about greed. So millions of people in this country buy drugs from Canada or Mexico. They either order these drugs online or from some other place, or they actually drive over into Canada or Mexico and get these drugs. And now the FDA and other enforcement agencies and the FBI are impounding these drugs. They're holding the drugs up. Uh, They're investigating these companies. 
it's as if, and this is probably going to sound naive, it's as if the FBI and the FDA and all these places are actually divisions or subdivisions of the drug companies, right? Now, how is it that we manage to get an Affordable Care Act, which still costs thousands of dollars for a lead or whatever it is, you know, a lead or bronze or... Um, <laughs> A bronze or a uh, you know an imitation or gold plated plan. Naturally, in America, like everything else in America, if you have more money, you get better treatment. And it's not like you get luxurious treatment if you have more money. The way things are structured now, first class, second class, business class, uh, steerage, whatever it is, everything is divided into levels and classes. Of course, on the internet. Uh, the cable companies and the internet provider companies, all these people are getting together, and they constantly, the phone companies, they constantly want to create levels of of service on the internet. So, for instance, um, if you pay more money, your internet will go faster, right? I mean, I'm already doing that with Time Warner, which is one of the worst companies on God's earth, you know, or whoever's earth this is. Uh, you know, my, my, I wasn't receiving this fast enough or this wasn't loading and I needed to do it, whatever. So I said, all right, $10 a month and we'll give you turbo charge. <laughs> turbo charge, right? Oh, man. So, uh, you know, so what they do is it's basically a kind of like, it's a con game. It's like blackmail. It's not that if you pay more money, you get this ultra luxurious or ultra better service in any area of life. It's now what they've done is, reduced everything to be so bad that if you, that you have to pay a little extra money just to get a normal decent service for anything so on a, you know on an airplane you know uh, they divide everything into classes that's it's the way of the world i suppose but this country this country has made an absolute science out of it it's perfected the idea of classes you know a lot of people came to this country originally immigrants to get away from these rigid class societies in Europe and other places and so that they thought they could come here and they could r- rise up through the classes and they wouldn't be, um, you know, endlessly laboring and their children and their children's children laboring in misery and poverty uh, forever because they were of a certain class. And to a certain degree, it worked. And it still does in this country. If you can figure out a way, no matter where you come from or who you are, to invent something or you work real hard at something in some cases, although it's getting worse all the time, that you can advance. You can advance in society. And advancing in society simply means that you get that much more money and you can buy more stuff and you can afford decent health care and you can afford a decent school or decent clothes for your kids or whatever it is. But so everything here, so uh, so people, so the FDA and the FBI are impounding people's drugs that they've been buying for years. And these are people who buy cancer drugs, drugs so they don't die of asthma. I mean, drugs at one-tenth the cost, one-twentieth the cost, the same quality of drugs. Very often the same drugs themselves that are sold overseas at cheaper prices they buy in Canada. The same drugs that are uh, sold overseas that are made here by uh, by American drug companies. So the Affordable Care Act basically made a deal with health insurance companies, outrageous, uh, profit, uh, profitable health insurance companies, with doctors, with hospitals, with drug companies. There's no rules against them, you know, uh, knocking their prices up higher and higher and higher all the time. And in some cases, they can refuse to take on certain patients if they want. So now we're finding out that with the rollout of the Affordable Care Act, patients in rural areas all over the country are uh, are paying much more in some cases or will have to pay more than people who live in urban areas because of the 
arcane, absurd way uh, that, uh, you know, that this uh, bargain they reached to make this law uh, lays out, you know, the uh, statistics and the ways you can apply for drug and who can apply for the, the uh, act uh, for the health care. And who's, who's uh, you know, qualified to get it? And do you rate it? And what section do you live in? And these, again, it's because of competitive markets. You know, the whole idea of the Affordable Care Act was basically to give in to corporations and maybe help out a little bit. But it's turning into the gigantic, uh, untenable, really, uh, you know, inhuman mess that everybody uh, who looked at it clearly predicted it would be. Uh, so what did, why, why did the computer system, which they had years to perfect, and they were going to roll this thing out, everybody is waiting for it to fail. Most people on the left and right, you're talking about tens of millions of people, can't stand the whole idea of this thing. They know how bad it is. They want it to blow up. They want it not to work. And sure enough, it doesn't on the first day. And it's still not working. The websites are still not working right or they're still down. Why is that, do you think? Guess what? The government of the United States took your taxes and paid outrageous prices to private contractors to program the Affordable Care Act and to program the computerized uh, you know, website and everything else about it, and they screwed it up. All the money that was paid to them, all the money that was paid to them, they screwed it. They sucked up the money and did a really bad job. So what are they doing to fix it? Guess what? They're hiring more private contractors, and they're hiring more people for more money that's going to go uh, to the bottom line of some, you know, IT corporation um, or tech corporation to fix the mess that they created in the first place by giving it to some other tech corporation, which made tremendous profit off it and didn't even supply a decent product. All of this is predictable and inevitable. When you mess with corporations who are only interested in making money and they don't care if people live or die, literally, in some cases they actually are interested in the fact that people are going to die. Talk about weapons manufacturers. They, they manufacture a product, and one of the things that uh, is the selling point is that it will kill more people faster and better than, their other product, than, other, than other competitors. Don't go into John's, uh, John's uh, store down the block. We have faster rapid uh, rates of fire over here. We can kill more people. Come on in today, and we'll throw in a few clips for you. Come on. Big Bob's weapons, uh, weapons store is open for business. <laughs> I mean, really, when are we all going to, like, pull ourselves away? I don't know what we're doing. You know, we can stop jerking off and taking uh, prescription drugs and watching TV or YouTube or whatever it is that we're doing here. And wake up and see these people are basically stealing not just our money, but our souls, our hearts, our organs, and everything else. So here we have the quote-unquote Affordable Care Act. That's turning into a joke, just the name of it. It is not an Affordable Care Act. People still can't afford it. Who has got thousands of dollars to get even a lead or, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, a Play-Doh level, um, you know... <laughs> version of the Affordable Care, uh, you know, act. Who's got that lead, bronze, silver, platinum, gold, whatever it is, Tiffany, you know, five-star diamond level? There shouldn't be any levels. Nobody should be impounding or holding drugs as a government agency from people who are needed to, to stay alive or to function because they're getting it cheaper somewhere. 
The government should seize the drug makers. The government should take all the drug companies and make them national. They should nationalize the drug companies, nationalize the hospitals, nationalize all health care of every sort, visit to clinics, hospitals, doctor's offices, everything. They do that in Canada. They do it in England. They do that in France. They do that in Germany. Why can't we do it here? Why does this country always have to be so dedicated to greed and to profit that we uh, inevitably cause the suffering and deaths of millions of people? It's like the sun rising in the east and setting in the west. And how long as regular citizens are we going to put up with this? People, uh, you know, and regular Democrats are a bunch of deluded, uh, hypocritical assholes. They are jumping up and down and they're smiling. You know, he signs, the president signs the Affordable Care Act, the signature act of his entire presidency. Really? That's pathetic. <laughs> That's really pathetic. Oh, man. And he's still, you know, and they've got all these, uh, like, really expensive pens. Who paid for these pens, by the way? You know, when they sign a bill and they've got these expensive fountain pens, and he get, and they got, like, gold, um, little gold emblems on them. Probably it says, you know, like, uh, Office of the President of the United States or whatever it is. You know, it's got a little eagle on it, and it's gold. Probably every one of these pens costs $200. And he hands out 50 of them to people standing around. You probably paid for that. Your taxes probably paid for that. You go to work, you drive a truck, right? All day long, your back is aching from, uh, you know, humping boxes of, uh, I don't know what, you know, food or liquor bottles in and out of a truck all day long or cables or whatever you're delivering to a place. Or you go to work at an office and, you know, people are screaming at you, you didn't fill out your form 103B, you know? What happened to, you know, like, and you're going to have to work late. You come home from work and you're shattered by the meaninglessness of your job, by the, by the sheer muscle-tearing, soul-destroying boredom and heavy lifting of your job, whatever job it is you do, and no one's helping you, and they're paying you less all the time. Not only are they not giving you a raise for five years, and meanwhile, the price of food goes up, the price of medicine, the price of doctors, forget about the Affordable Care Act, it's meaningless. The price of everything goes straight through the roof. You don't get a raise, so you can afford less and less and less all the time. Every two weeks, every month, you have a meeting with your wife or your husband, or you take a look at your checkbook, you know, uh, first you have to have a couple of drinks or maybe pop a pill, you know, or have a toke, and you look at your checkbook and you say, all right, so what is it this month I can't have now? Let's see, shoes, toothpaste, soap, food, what do I do without this month? Meanwhile, uh, drug companies and credit card companies and cable companies and oil companies and medical device companies and doctors are charging more and more and more money and they make tens of billions of dollars of profit and they don't even pay their goddamn taxes. But you better pay your taxes or your ass will be in a lot of trouble. So when when does it take what is the what is the tipping point what is the critical mass that has to be reached in the minds and in the lives of the average american before something will happen i really don't know but uh so you know these kinds of these kinds of shows that i'm doing and interviews i do with people and conversations i have with people it's always like you know what what is so bad we're describing how bad things are or what new affliction the government and corporations are foisting on us all but the question then inevitably has to be asked and becomes as it is more and more on all the shows that i do 
What do we do about it? Not that it's bad. We all know how bad it is and it's getting worse, right? And that corporations and greed are out of control, that they own and run the government, that the Affordable Care Act, for instance, among many other acts, is simply a giveaway to drug companies, doctors, hospitals, medical device companies, and health insurance companies. It's a giveaway. And rich people will never suffer one bit from it, but everybody else will. You make 30000 a year or 40000 a year, you still have to pay taxes on it. Then you've got to come up with $2,000 out of a budget that doesn't have one extra nickel in it to buy health care, and it's not even very good health care. It's bronze level or lead level or whatever it is or, you know, polyethylene, you know, plastic level. I don't really know. But so the question then becomes, yes, okay, Mike, you know, we know how bad things are, and, you know, we're tired of hearing about it, and from you too. Don't tell us one more bad thing. Tell us how to do something about it. Well, the answers uh, are not so difficult to come up with. One is don't vote for a major political party unless it's very local and you know who these people are and you can make them personally responsible to fulfill their promises and that they actually represent something you believe in, that they're not the pawns of some larger corporate party, which the Democratic Party is. And I'm talking to 99% of the people who listen to this show. I'm sure that you're all liberals or leftists. Uh, the only people who aren't who listen to this show are people who are actually sexual masochists and actually get off, probably almost literally, by hearing a leftist uh, say things. They're, they're people who really do need the Affordable Care Act. And they have a prior condition, but now they can get you know, health care anyhow. But uh, most of us agree that, um, you know, that something needs to be done about it, but what? And I think a lot of people who listen to me, despite the arguments during the last presidential election and the old lesser of two evil arguments, are we all finally understanding, please, that this lesser of two evil arguments is not getting the country or us and in our personal lives and our budgets anywhere, but we're still sinking into the quicksand of corporate greed? and government collusion with corporations doesn't matter obama uh you know you know romney uh, you know john mccain it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter still wars spying hundreds of billions of dollars in corporate taxes not collected rich people getting so rich that is beyond the obscene dreams even of the gilded age and people getting poor and the middle class shaving pieces of themselves off, cutting off pieces of their body because they can't afford the nutrients to support them anymore. Everything getting worse. Cities going bankrupt. Teachers, uh, bus drivers, uh, sanitation workers, cops, everybody who uh, had a government pension, now they're not getting their pensions at all, and they have to be on food stamps and get welfare and can hardly pay their mortgages. Canceling of pensions of people who put 20, 30 years into serving their communities, doing really hard, even dangerous jobs, and taking care of the sick, teaching children how to speak, how to read, how to understand to use their minds so they can live a decent life. All of these people making no money, getting no raises, and then retiring with uh, practically no pensions and getting their health care costs cut, um, getting their health care costs. Uh, cut entirely so that they, don't, they can't even go to the doctors. And they're not even covered by the Affordable Care Act in some cases. All of this. So what do we do? We do not, on the national level and very often on the state level, do not vote for a Democrat. Do not. 
do not, unless they are outstandingly clear and left-wing about what they're going to do, if they say in advance and mean what they say and look at their records for real and they're not just lying and they say there will be whatever it is, you know, equal protection under the law. There will be, if you're into whatever it is you're into, you know, gay marriage in this state. Don't even waste your time working for them or voting for them. Find out how much they're lying. Find out what they're really going to do. And don't give them any money. Do not give any Democrat on a national level any money. They don't need your money. They've got it from the rich people. And then you say, okay, then that perpetuates the problem. If we, if they, would, if they could come to us for all their money, they wouldn't need the rich people. Well, you know what? They come to all of us for our small donations anyhow. When Obama was running for president last, was it last year? It seems like it's a perpetual show that's always running like on Broadway, and you can't tell what year it is. Um, you know, so so he's I, my wife, and my wife gave him some money once, right, for the first election that he ran for. And uh, Obama sends letters, very expensive-looking letters, with these sort of mock eagle, you know, or Oval Office thing that's embossed on the envelope, like you know, you're getting a letter from the president. <laughs> In your wildest dreams, unless you own a golf club, and I mean, I don't mean a metal one, I mean an actual golf club, or unless you're, unless you're the head of a corporation, or the, unless you're Lloyd Blankfein. The last time that somebody got into the White House to talk to the president was probably Lord Blank, Lloyd Blankfein, the head of Goldman Sachs, who went there two weeks ago to talk about the effect of not raising the debt ceiling would have on his grade A bonds or whatever it was, you know. So... So they must have sent a dozen letters over a period of four months asking for my contribution or, you know, my wife's contribution. Your, your contribution, even if it's 25 or $50, oh, okay, which is still a lot of money for anybody, especially now these days when you can't afford anything. They want all your money, and so everybody gives them all their small contributions. But it turns out that it becomes only like a quarter of the amount of money they raise. The real money they raise, even though they ask for little people's contributions and they get them, comes from rich celebrities, uh, bankers, CEOs of corporations, and from PACs that are funded by other rich people. They'll take your money and all of it, and then they'll take the corporate money and only give things to the rich and only give things to the corporations and give you crap. They'll give you the Affordable Care Act, which is not helping anybody in particular. If somebody who had a prior existing condition finally can get health insurance if they have enough money to pay for it. That's about the best I can see about this thing. So uh, what do we do about it? So I'm saying if you can help it and there's a, if there is a Green Party candidate running for mayor in your city, running for um, state senator or state assemblyman or, you know, uh, for the state assembly, if there's a Green Party candidate running for governor, certainly if there's a Green Party candidate running for Congress or the uh, National Senate or for president, vote for the Green Party candidate. Forget about the lesser of two evils because it doesn't make any goddamn bit of difference anymore. Doesn't make any difference. Now, if you're in a special interest group, if you're gay, um, if you're, uh, that's a, a kind of a, a, a narrow word for this, but let's say you're female, you're gay, um, you know, um, you're, uh, you're black and you want your voting rights, this administration obviously is better than the other administration would be. But the basic problem that affects all of us, okay, so now you can vote easier if the justice, it's Obama's Justice Department can, can fight for you. Uh, maybe you can uh, do better at your job or sue easier. 
to get better pay or equal pay if you're a woman. Uh, you have more rights uh, in the armed forces, you know, uh, in marriage laws uh, because of federal uh, action by the Democratic Party and Obama. This is something to be extremely grateful for. Obviously, right? But the basic problem remains the same. Okay, so now equality is either achieved or on its way to being achieved. But the basic problem remains. While you have the right to marry your partner if you're gay in a lot of places right now, while you're going to get federal benefits now um, if you're gay where you didn't get them before, while you can join um, the armed forces if you're uh, and a woman, you can be in combat now, which is a wonderful thing, I guess. Uh, if you're gay now, also, you don't have to hide it in the military, right? Um, and um, so there's all kinds of benefits that you can get from this. Okay, so let's say equality is being reached or has been reached for a lot of people, or in five or ten years, let's say, it will be reached for many, many people who didn't have it before. You're still going to be earning less money as far as buying power goes on an increasing basis as the years go by because the basic problem which is underneath all of those problems is income inequality. The fact that the rich, a tiny few people are getting richer and richer and richer. Corporations and very, very wealthy people are getting richer to the point where you can't even, your adding machine won't even count as much money as these people have. And everybody else, including the poor, the lower middle class, the middle class, are sinking into the mud are living worse lives all the time. The United States is one of the most unhealthy countries uh, in the world compared to about 80 other industrialized or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, becoming industrialized countries. We're number like 36th in education, 27th in health, uh, 23rd in lifespan. You name it. Uh, and then these more intangible things like what is uh, how, how happy are people or what the, how valuable they feel their lives are. We're number 80 someplace. So this country becoming a corporate fascist dictatorship, a Gilded Age obscenity. And so it's good that women are getting more rights, that gays have uh, more rights and are achieving equality. It's good that the uh, Justice Department under Obama and the Democrats are, fo- are fighting, but, you know, it's self-interest because they wouldn't be elected because a lot of people are voting for them that they're fighting for. They're fighting for the rights of um, the poor, uh, for students, for um you know, for blacks who are being denied the right to vote. That's a good thing. Absolutely a good thing. But then let's say five or ten years, we're all equal, right? We can all vote. There's nothing in our way. Uh, you know, uh, abortions are available to people. Uh, all of this stuff is available, right? I mean, you're gay and you can be proud and you don't even have to be proud anymore because everybody just takes it for granted. You're gay. So what? You can be a teacher. You can be this. You could be that. You could be married. You could be in the military. You're women. You're getting equal pay now. Ten years from now, I'm saying. Let's call it ten years from now. But the real problem remains. So while you have all your equality and while you can say who you are and while you can do what you want and while you can vote, the amount of money available to you is less all the time for the hard work you do. You have to work twice as hard for the same money that, you know, that you're getting now, but you'll have to work twice as hard, and people are already doing that. Uh, your pension will be worth half of what it was. You'll be in poverty. You'll be eating dog food when you retire, and you won't even be able to retire until you're probably 70 or 72 years old 10 years from now because the Democrats are the same as the Republicans. They will give away. They're already, they're sitting there in their offices down in Washington now speaking to the Republicans ready to give away 
um, Medicare benefits and Social Security benefits. Obama has already said that he's in favor of raising the retirement age. They'll, it'll be up to 75, and you'll be making enough money maybe to afford. Maybe you can get premium dog food, not just regular dog food, you know, levels. So that's the point is income inequality. So what do you do about this? Do not, be careful, do not vote for Democrats. Vote for the Green Party candidate. I interviewed a woman, I think it was on this show, and it was on another, and I interviewed her on Sirius too, who is the mayor of a city in California. has 140,000 people in it, a good-sized city. Not a big city, but a good-sized city. And um, uh, she has fought against fracking. She has collected on taxes from delinquent corporations. She's going after banks, uh, and she is uh, using eminent domain to seize um, uh, mortgages from banks and then, uh, you know, uh, restructure them and make sure that people can stay in their houses and paying banks less money. And she is drawing the wrath of Wall Street, of Democrats and Republicans. It is possible to elect a third party candidate. Second thing is uh, civil disobedience. Civil dis- no, and, and the other thing before civil disobedience is uh, when it comes to, uh, first of all, vote, vote for third-party candidates. Do it. Forget about the lesser of two evils because it's never going to happen that we'll have a third party unless you vote for them. They have to say, yes, I've got 7% of the vote. I got 12% of the vote. I got 18% of the vote. I am a real factor here. You have to, you have to pay attention to me. You, and that will drag the Democratic Party, the corporatists, over maybe near where they, they're supposed to be. Also, in your local community, in, for a city council or town council or state senator or state assemblyman, or maybe even for Congress or even for senator, if you can do it and build up the, uh, the, uh, the foundation for it, run people in primaries. Gather together yourselves because, you know what, we have the government in this country that we allow, uh, we allow to happen. And the government exists here in this country that is allowed to happen by the people in this country. Still, theoretically, although it's getting more difficult all the time for an average citizen or even a collection of citizens to affect anything the government does because of its sort of a corporate fascist uh, you know, dictatorship we're headed for, still, we can organize in local ways, in local ways to make sure that the, the same old hack Democrat who is subservient to the larger corporate Democratic Party does not get elected. We need to do the same thing that the Tea Party did, only we, don't, we, we won't have available to us the um, tremendous amount of money uh, that, that, the, uh, you know, that the Tea Party had infused to them by, uh, by billionaires. And the other thing is civil so, – so run people in primaries that drag these corporate assholes over to the side of decency and righteousness. The other thing is – and I'm going to talk, talk much more about this next week. I just read an incredible book called Civil Disobedience – an American Tradition by Lewis Perry. Civil Disobedience, and American Tradition by Lewis Perry. Civil Disobedience is an old and honorable tradition in America. It has achieved uh, some of the most important advances in decency and democracy and equality that ever happened in this country. We need to jump into that massively. Okay, see you next week.
Let's go.